Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I want to talk today from the topic in our I Promise series, um, I'll make it worth the wait. I believe that that's what the Lord is saying to us about this particular season. He's saying, I'll make it worth the wait. If you put in the comment section and say, it'll be worth the wait, it'll be worth the wait, it'll be worth the wait. Sometimes I've learned, um, and maybe you can attest to this and maybe not, but sometimes the longest wait that you could ever have is when you're in the other room and someone is cooking and you can smell the food. You're in the other room, whether you're in the living room or whether you're upstairs and the aroma of food, you can smell it. And uh, you keep going to the kitchen and asking, is it ready yet? And they keep telling you it's not ready to go back where you are, uh, go back where you were, stay there, don't come back. And then we go back where we are, whether we're watching games or whether we're talking or whether we're whatever. Um, and in this season, of course, we're not gathering, but um, just imagine the times that we did, you know, when we were walking around. And then you come back a few seconds later and say, uh, is the food ready? And they say, I told you, it's not ready yet. And they sometimes, if it's your grandmother or somebody, they slap you on the hand and say, go away, especially when you try to put your hand uh, in it and try to taste it, like, go away, uh, it's not ready yet. But what happens is, it's not just that you're hungry, uh, but it's that you know, based on the smell of the food, your anticipation, your expectation level is so high because you know, based on the smell, that the food is going to be good. Um, but the problem is, you got to wait on it. Even though the food is promised and it smells and the, the aroma makes you anticipate that it's going to be good and you, you're even told not to, to eat anything else that's going to mess or destroy your taste buds, uh, but you're so ready for the food and you're tired of waiting. And as far as this particular um, this uh, story that we're uh, in, many of us are at a disadvantage uh, because um, the disadvantage that we're at is because we know how this story goes. And you're um, at a disadvantage because even, even in ministering and preaching, it's sometimes hard when you already know the story. We sing the story. You just heard songs about the story of Christ. And we celebrate it. And we, we dress up for it. And we drink eggnog and all these different things and some other choices that we have uh, because we're excited about this particular season. And children recite things about it. And we're excited about it. And we do all these different things because of the anticipation. But, but the... the I want to help or I want to put us in the position of them, Mary, Joseph, and not just them, but the whole, uh, the Jews, the, the Israelites, the whole group of people who were in and smelling something's coming, but waiting. Smelling that something good was in the other room, where being told that there was something good, but not yet. 
Imagine in putting yourself in the store and imagine putting yourself in that time of how many prophets and how many people, um, as my first point, and when we talk about I'll make it worth the wait, uh, most of them had a foresight. Um, they had a foresight. A foresight means a foretelling or it means they had a prediction of things that would happen. And how many people, uh, for those of you who've waited on anything, same thing with the, this cooking scenario, the kitchen, how many people say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, turn around five times, it's coming, turn around, hit your toe, all this stuff, it's coming, it's coming. And you keep hearing uh, that it's coming and uh, what happens is you're, you're anticipating it, but you're still waiting on it. And all throughout the Old Testament, for all these years, everyone was rising up and they had this, this foretelling or this, 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 this foresight, this prophecy uh, that there was coming a Messiah, there was coming a Savior, there was coming someone who was going to do away with all the different rituals that they had done and the cutting of the doves and all these different things, but, but they're waiting and people had died while they were waiting. And there are many people, even in this season in 2020, uh, when we're all hearing that it's eventually going to lift. We heard it was going to lift in the summer. We heard that the sun was going to make it go away. We, we heard if we took, sorry, I can't say that, but we bleach, everything would be better. All these different things that we have been promised would make it better, that things would eventually lift, and we're still in the wait. Um, so put yourself in the time and what they were experiencing, waiting for help or waiting for hope and waiting for something better and nothing better and it seems like no matter what they people were on their deathbed saying it's going to get better it's, it's going to get better there's I, I see it I have a glimpse of it I don't know if I live to see it but there will be a glimpse of something better there is a brighter day I don't know if I'll see it but I know that it's coming so in this time they had a foresight Isaiah the ninth chapter and verse six through seven even speaks of the foretaste or the the foresight of it it says for unto us a child is born uh, to us, uh, personalized, to us, uh, a, a son is given. It was the promise of hope. And it says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, meaning he will govern the entire nation. The government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be, name meaning uh, a characteristic, the characteristics of his name. Uh, that's why you have to be careful just naming people anything. There's characteristics that are associated with the name and with his name, uh, his characteristics. He, he will have the characteristics of a one wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor means people will love to listen to him. Uh, those of you who have had any sense of anxiety in this time, any sense of anxiety in this season, he's a wonderful counselor to you. Uh, you might not able to, your insurance might not pay for it, but to know that he is a wonderful counselor, he'll invite you. He'll say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm a, I'm a wonderful counselor. I won't, I won't drop you like health care. I'll make sure that you have exactly what you need. He said, I'm a wonderful counselor, mighty God, meaning I'll never lose a battle. I'll never lose anything. I'm an everlasting father. You might know drop daddies and drop dead daddies and people who don't want, uh, only want to call, uh, only want to own you at certain times when you're up, but they don't want to own you when you're down. I'm, I'm an everlasting father. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I am the Prince of Peace. If you haven't had peace this year, if you haven't had peace in this season, you've had drama and you've had tremendous 
traumatic experiences. He is the Prince of Peace. Someone put in the comment section, he's, he's the Prince of Peace. Not only will he give me peace, but he is the Prince of what I need. He won't just give me, he'll be the God of peace. He is the peace that I need. Uh, when I think of uh, Vanessa Williams, she would say, peace be still. Put in the comment, not Vanessa Williams, Vanessa Armstrong, put in the comment section and say, peace, I got, I got the peace that I need. He is the Prince of Peace. And it says in verse 7, and of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. What that means is he won't just give you something and take it back. He will increase it before he decreases it. Whatever it is you need, no matter what situation or circumstance you are in, he will make sure that you have exactly what you be and what you need. And of his throne and over his kingdom, the throne of David and over his kingdom, he will establish it. He will uphold it with justice and righteousness. If you've not seen justice, he will make sure that there's justice. Sometimes some things you don't have to respond to. Some things you won't have to even comment about. Some things you won't have to screenshot. He'll give you justice in the end. He'll make sure that your name is clear because he will lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. They have to make sure that you know his name is on me. That's how I know I'm going to get through things because his name is on me. Put in the comment section, his name is on me. He said with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. What that means is he'll never stop. He'll never be impeached. He'll never have to resign. He will reign forever. How long will he reign forever? How long will I praise him forever? For the end of days, I will praise him. That's why David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Why? Because he's always going to be on the throne. He's always going to be in position. He's not going to be black. He's not going to be white, but he is going to be savior. He's going to be Lord. And on his thigh, it will say King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Put in the comment section, I will praise him forever and forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. They have foresight of who he was. And, and the more uh, the, about cooking in the kitchen, uh, the more you stir the pot, the more the aroma starts to feel. Uh, the more you cook, uh, the more you smell it, uh, it starts to bring an excitement in the room. So people were excited for a long time knowing that he was coming. But for years they went through oppression and for years they went through hardship and still no Messiah. For years they saw this happen and that happen and no Messiah. They, they saw this person rise up and saw Elijah. They say, they didn't know it's not him. They, they saw Samuel. Is that him? No, that's not him. They saw Micah. Is that him? No, that's not him. They saw Ezekiel. Is that him? No, that's not him. All these people, they thought, is he the one? He said, no, I'm just another one who's foretelling. I'm just another one who is a foresight. I, I just have foresight, but I, I'm not him. That's what even John said later on in the New Testament. He said, I'm not he, but I'm preparing the way for he and you have to sometimes even be able to have discernment um, before you make a decision to make sure you know who is and who's not sometimes people are just a foreshadowing of what's to come they are not your answer but they're foreshadowing that your answer is near and that your answer is close they said I'm just foreshadowing I'm just have a foresight of something that is to come but what happens in this particular uh, message that I want to share with you sometimes it doesn't come fast enough and sometimes you go from uh, excitement to frustration. You go from the foresight that you know he's coming to the frustration that he hasn't come yet. The frustration, and many of you, we, we don't often talk about frustration when it comes to the church because we uh, always want to shout about he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. But sometimes his time is not my time. And sometimes I get frustrated. And yes, I believe in the gifts of the spirit. And yes, I believe in praise. And yes, I believe in huckabuck and shout and all that stuff. But sometimes you get frustrated. 
Sometimes you pray frustrated. Sometimes you read the Bible frustrated. Sometimes you pray and you feel like your prayer is not being heard or answered. Sometimes you sing and you're frustrated. And sometimes you, you do different things because you, you, you know it's coming, but it hasn't come and it causes you to be frustrated. So that's what this text, and I want to paint that picture as we get to Matthew, the, the first chapter. When we open up Matthew, it was very important to him that he lists genealogies and list all so-and-so uh, did this, so-and-so begot so-and-so so and so and so begot so and so and so and so now all these different things all these generations and now we get to verse 17 it says and now there were 14 generations from Abraham to David and then there were 14 from David to the exile them going through and being in bondage to Babylon and then there were 14 from then to the birth of the Messiah that thing there, don't just look at it as lineage, uh, lineage, lineage or, or generational um, uh, history or whatever, but to be able to say, look at how many decades or how many generations people waited on change and change never came. Those of you who are where you are right now, some of you are the answers before generations that were before you, but people who died, who did not see what you see, and you're frustrated because you don't have a Bentley, but some of them had to ride around in horses, or, or some of them had to be beaten, chained. I don't even really know the extent of what people went through, but many of you are generations later of a prayer that people were believing for, a promise that people were believing way a long time ago, and here it is in this particular text all these generations from Abraham who we call the father of faith to David of which the lineage of Jesus is attached to it says and to, to David to even exile and, and Babylon and all these different things were going on and still no Messiah and then after all these years of waiting all these years of being frustrated what I mean by being frustrating put it in context they were still doing religious activity still worshiping still cutting doves still doing everything they knew to do to Noah Bell still making sure that they were uh, uh, capturing all the different uh, ceremonial rituals and still no Messiah they were still waiting and then even after Malachi it says that there was years of silence where God was not saying anything and I don't know who I'm ministering to in this Christmas season where your frustration has nothing to do with presence it has everything to do with silence when you want to hear God he says nothing Maybe you've never been through a season like that where you've done all you can and you can all you can do, but nothing, nothing's happening. Nothing's moving. Nothing's happening. You're just doing, you're just there like, God, do you hear me? Do you, do you, do you see me? Do you know I'm here? And maybe you've never been there before because maybe everything's always been right for you. Maybe God has always answered your prayer. Maybe angels have always been by your bedside. But I've gone through seasons where I felt frustrated because I heard nothing. Uh, where you, you tried and nothing worked. Where you prayed and didn't hear anything. And that's what was happening for years and generations. It, they, they were moving by faith that was never seen in results. To be able to believe and never see anything, but I still believe. Whew, 
glory. To be able to have that type of faith, to be able to say, I believe whether I see it or not, I still believe because of what I know is in my heart. It's not based on what I what what happening outside of me. It's based on what I made the decision in me. And that's what faith is. Faith is not based on what I see. Faith is not based on what I feel. Faith is based on what I know is a decision that I made in my heart. It's a confidence that I have. That though, as, as Job said, though he slay me, I still trust him. And I want you to be able to have that type of confidence to be able to say, even though it's hard, I still trust him. Even though this season has been hard, even though I have not seen a miracle, even though I haven't seen a breakthrough, even my name is not in lights, even though I don't have a great following, I still trust you. I still believe you. I still know you're coming. I still know you're going to move in my life. I still know you're able to do great things. Even if I don't see you do great things, I still believe. That's what the that's what the happened over in Daniel. It says that even when they were there, they said, even if our God doesn't deliver, we know that he is still able. You have to you have to get to the point that you make a declaration in your life and declaration in your house to be able to say if he doesn't he's still able if he doesn't move he's still able I don't need you to verify it heaven verifies it he is still able I've seen him do too many things I've seen him move too many mountains I've seen him answer too many things before I know it's silent right now but he's answered me before he might be cooking something he might be preparing something because those of you who are in theater know before the scene changes the curtain closes while the curtain is closed and the lights are out they're preparing for the next scene maybe the curtain is closed because God's got something behind the curtain that when the curtain open come here Jonathan Nelson there will be a performance I want you to put in the comment section that there will be a performance it's silent right now but it's because it's only silent because the next act is going to be greater than the former act it was just half time it was just half time it was just half time I was just outside getting a little dessert I was outside getting a little snack because when I get back in my seat and these curtains open eyes have not seen nor ears have heard nor has entered into the hearts of man the thing that God has prepared for me I'm not the producer I'm not the director but I'm ready for the show put in the comment section that there will be a performance God's got everything already worked out God's got everybody in place he's got everybody where he wants them to be the lights are ready the cameras are ready are you ready are you ready for a miracle are you ready for a breakthrough I expect a harvest I expect a breakthrough I want you to put in comment section there will be a performance we'll be silent I can't allow my frustration to keep me here. So, got there, 14 generations. Then all of a sudden, Jesus comes out the curtain. Mary has an encounter with an angel. Mary has an encounter with an angel that was not around when Joseph was around. Mary has an encounter and she says, uh, the, the, the angel says to her, fear not Mary, you're chosen, uh, you're different. And you're pregnant with the holy child, the promised child. She said, how can these things be seen? I've never been with a man. I'm a virgin. How, how can this be? I'm in quarantine. No one has visited my womb. I'm isolated. 
No one has been near me. No one has touched me. We're socially distant. How, how in the world could I be pregnant? They got Rona. I don't want anybody near me. How could I be pregnant seeing that I've not been with anybody? But then she said, but let it be according to your word. If that's what you say, let it be according to your word. So she held that thing and she, hold, she held on to that as long as she could. Um, didn't tell anybody and she walked around carrying something but saying nothing. Sometimes some of your frustration is that no one else knows what you're carrying. Some of your frustration is walking around around people who know you before you carried what you're carrying. They don't see the transition because what you're carrying is not visible to them. But you feel it inside. Something is kicking that no one else can see, but you, you feel it. You feel it kicking. It hasn't been birthed yet, but you feel it. And everybody is like, you're irritable. You're, you're a little different. You got an attitude. It's not your attitude. You're carrying something and your body is adjusting to what you're carrying. Your, your mind is adjusting to what you're going to birth. Your, your mind is adjusting and you can't tell anybody what you're carrying because it won't make sense. No one will understand it. So it's frustration, not that you're carrying it, but that you can't tell anybody because to tell somebody wouldn't mean that they would have to understand and they won't understand because you're a virgin, virgin, meaning that you're not even qualified for what you're carrying. Virgin means you have no experience in what it is that you're carrying, but that doesn't negate the fact that you're still carrying it. Not qualified, but I'm still carrying it. No one sees it, but I'm still carrying it. They looked over me, but I'm still carrying it. I'm not on anybody's flyer, but I'm still carrying it. I haven't been invited to anything, but I'm still carrying it. I'm looked over, I'm left out, but I'm still carrying it. And I want to talk to everybody, wherever you are right now. now let me tell you, you God can even use leftovers. Leftovers are good. And I want you to know that even though everybody else has left you over, looked you over, you still got something. Put in the comment section, I still got something. I'm still carrying something. And so she went on and it says that she had this thing where she was a virgin. And then it goes on and says, and after all these years of waiting, this frustration, it says, and that's how Jesus was born. Jesus was born in a season where everybody was frustrated. Let me tell you something real quick before I end. Your answer is going to come in the midst of your frustration. In the midst of everybody being frustrated, saying we're waiting on them, we're waiting on them, and nothing's coming and nothing is happening. In the midst of that, Jesus came. Jesus, the birth of Jesus took place. And his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph. Now that's important because she was, she was a virgin but engaged to somebody who didn't know what she was carrying. Sometimes you can be connected with people who don't even know what you're carrying. They see you for what they think you are, but they don't know what you actually are. She was with her, but he didn't know her. Meaning he had not consummated. He had not come into her. He only knew her outwardly, but he didn't know her inwardly. So she was with him, engaged to him. And, and the King James says betrothed to him. That, that word betrothed means basically it was a serious matter. It was not lightly entered to and it was not lightly, uh, it was not lightly broken. Uh, the man would be legally basically almost like a husband. Basically wasn't, wasn't physically, but basically if you were engaged, it wasn't anything to be played with. You were attached to this person. Everywhere you saw that person, you saw the other person. They were always together. And in the midst of that, she got pregnant while being with him <laughs> what that means is 
God can visit you uh, privately while you're with somebody publicly. <laughs> you can be publicly with somebody and God can meet with you privately and nobody even know it. <laughs> you can come out of the bathroom with tears in your eyes. And people are like, what happened to you? He met with me privately. You, you know, everyone's sitting there playing cards, but all of a sudden something happens because he's dealing with you privately. I don't know if you've ever had a private encounter. I don't know if you've ever had a private moment with God and you're around public people, but he did something privately. And that's what happened with Mary. He did something privately to her while she was with somebody publicly. But it goes on as I end here in just a few moments. It says that Mary was, was, was um, engaged to Joseph and uh, all of a sudden it says in the midst of that Jesus it says but before they got married this is where it takes an interesting turn I'm almost through it says before they were married she found out or he found out that she was going to have a baby by the Holy Spirit now they were getting ready to get married but before they got married it was discovered that she was pregnant Interesting because Joseph made the discovery or this discovery was a shock to Joseph because he was like, how could she be with child being that she doesn't know a man? Same question she asked, but now he's wondering, has she been with somebody else? Has she told me that she wasn't with anybody else, but she was with anybody else? Because I know I hear her saying that she was with, uh, she, uh, that she, she's pregnant with the Holy Spirit, but we ain't seen the Holy Spirit. So how, how did that happen? And, and she, he's, he's not wanting to do away with her, uh, as the scripture says, he don't want to do away with her because it was something serious. So he was trying to work this thing out and trying to figure out how did he deal with this? The news that she, he found out she was pregnant and he was a shock. He's like, how do I deal with her? How do I put her away? Because I don't want to put her away because I want to make sure I stay with her but I'm not really sure how to do this how's it gonna make me look everybody's gonna be looking at me saying oh they, they say you got the child by the promised child how's that make sense you think Mary she's a little crazy I think I thought she was a little off I think she's on some medicine see I, you, you sure you want to go through with this how do you how do you handle humiliation publicly how do you handle describing something that's holy to people who are not how do you handle explaining an encounter with people who don't believe? So God dealt with Joseph privately. He said, the thing that she says is true. Trust her. And I want to say to you, even though you're scared to announce what's happening or you don't want to say it out loud because you're afraid of people trying to to make you uh, uh, for, uh pretend like oh no you can't are you sure you really want to do that are you i don't know if i would i've heard other people try to do that and it didn't work i don't really know i'm telling you if he gave it to you it's real it's true it's going to happen. He will confirm it. That's the whole, uh, the whole uh, promise of this, of this series. That if he said something to you, it's true. Even if people don't believe it. You don't need somebody else's validation to birth it. So it went on and it says that, that the frustration. That, but mind you, this is other frustration. Because now I'm, I'm going through and I haven't explained to people who don't understand. And they're frustrated because they knew the Messiah was coming. But they didn't think he was coming like that. They knew that the promise was coming, but they didn't think it was coming like that. Have you ever had something come to you, but you didn't think it was going to come like that? <laughs> Those of you who've ever uh, met somebody or dated somebody, and you're like, I knew I was going to find somebody, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. <laughs> or you've ever got a car, and I knew I was going to get one, but I didn't know it was going to be that one. Or I got a job, I didn't think it was going to be that one. Have you ever had a, 
I didn't think it was going to be like that. And that's what happened with Mary or happened with Joseph. I knew that the promise was coming, that the Messiah was coming, but I didn't know it was going to come like this. And that's what happened. And that's where they were frustrated in that sense. Not that they weren't excited, but frustrated because they didn't know it was going to come like that. So when I go through, so we talk about, as we talk about this, uh, as I told y'all, the message is I'll make it worth the wait. He says, you're going through this foresight. You know that it's coming, but you got to wait on the coming and your waiting causes frustration. But lastly, as we get to this point, he will make sure that you do experience fulfillment. That you go from the foreshadowing or the uh, foretelling, no, it's going to come to the frustration. And some of y'all don't want to go through these seasons, but you will go through those seasons where you know it's coming, but sometimes you'll be frustrated because you're waiting on it. But I want to tell you as I conclude this message from this Christmas Sunday, that you will be fulfilled. How do I know this? Luke, the second chapter. This is the scripture we always read. Bring all the children. Bring it here so I can hear the message. Here in verse 8 says, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field. Keeping watch over the flock by night. And the angel appeared to them and the glory of the Lord was all around them. They were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people for unto you is born. Remember over in Isaiah, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. This is how you know that the fulfillment will come. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes he'll be lying in the manger and suddenly when he was making the announcement suddenly there was an angel the angels that were in heaven a multitude of heavenly hosts they were praising God saying glory in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill to all men verse 15 says I'm almost through when the angels went away from them into the heaven the shepherds said to one another I want to say this real quick after the announcement sometimes God moves sometimes God will say something and then he'll move out the way. Uh, sometimes the angels will give you an announcement and then they'll leave. They're just preparing you that there's coming another act. But I'm not the act. But I just want to prepare you for it. So the angel said, there's going, to be, there's going to be something. And God's going to get the glory. He said, now we move. It says the angels left. And it says, and then the shepherds said to one another. Let us go over to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. They were excited. And when they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, it says, and when they saw it, they made known to them the saying that they heard in the field. They were in the field, minding their own business, an announcement came to them. In the midst of their field, in the midst of them doing whatever they were doing, in the midst of them working, an announcement came to them. And they went there, they found the baby, and they told them how they found the baby. Because they came, basically, Mary, they didn't have, um, they didn't have um, uh, Facebook, they didn't have Instagram, and they didn't have a flyer, they didn't have Snapchat. They didn't make an announcement and say, come see the baby. So they said, how did you find out he was here? How did you find out? They said, an angel, angels appeared to us while we were in the field, while we were minding my own business and I got a word for everybody right now you don't have to go look for the word the word will find you you don't have to go look for the promise the promise will find you and when he finds you he might find you while you're working it might find you while you're in the field it might find you while you're crying it might find you while you're on the verge of giving up while you're on the verge of letting go while you're on the verge of almost walking away and while you're on the verge the word is going to find you I want you to put in the comment section the word is going to find me right where 
I am. If I had Whitney Houston here today, she would say, hold on. Help us on the way. I want you to go ahead and put it in the comment section. Just hold on a little bit longer. The word is going to find me right where I am and right where they are, right where they were in the field. The word came to them and that's what they made the announcement. And they said, the only reason we came here is because the word I found in the field. I want to know, is there anybody who's watching right now to be able to say the only reason that I've survived is because the word I got in the field. The only reason that I'm here right now and the only reason I have any modicum of praise is not that I didn't want to lose my mind. It's not that I almost gave up but because he found me in the field. He found me at the point where I almost walked away. The point where I almost clocked is when the word came to me and now I'm testifying about how the word came to me while I was in the field. I'm shouting. I'm praising God based on how the word found me while I was in the field and it's says and everybody who heard it started to rejoice because the shepherds had a word that was in the field everybody started to rejoice because of the word that the shepherds found in the field I want to tell you something everybody around you will start to rejoice when you start to shout and praise God and have faith to say I start to believe while I was in the field I started to believe again while I was in the field I saw foretelling I got frustrated but now now I believe he's starting to fulfill meaning I believe he's starting to be good on his promise all who heard were excited about this but this is a part that made me shout this is a part that made me excited now you imagine Mary had been frustrated all this time possibly the word doesn't say it but she had gone through public humiliation because it's publicly humiliating to walk around pregnant and you're pointing to Christ pointing to heaven while you got pregnant and everybody's saying oh I don't know if that's real or not but she's walking around carrying this thing, not aborting this thing, but carrying this thing and bring it to full, uh, full term. So she's walking around. They had believed that the Messiah will come. Now she's carrying the answer. Can't tell anybody around her that she's carrying it, but she's believing that she has the answer. She's believing that she's carrying what they need. She believes that she's carrying what her nation needs. She believes she's carrying what her family needs. She believes she's carrying what her community needs. Now she's not telling anybody she's being humiliated but she wants them to know if you knew what I had you might not talk about me the way you talk about me if you knew what I was carrying you might not want to do away with me the way you're trying to do away with me but I'm going to walk this thing out and I'm going to keep carrying what I have even if you don't understand it I want you to put in the comment section and say walk that thing out walk that thing out even when people don't understand keep carrying what you got even when people think it's stranger keep carrying what you got even if people don't support you keep carrying what you got because what you got is from heaven what you got is from heaven what you got is from God keep carrying keep walking keep doing what you're doing and keep carrying what you're carrying because when everybody knows and when everybody finds out what it is that you got that is a holy thing they will all say glory to God peace and peace on earth and goodwill to all men but this is the thing that made me excited because this thing about the word that I gave you says I'll make it worth the wait. I know it didn't make sense to you. 
almost didn't make sense to me but verse 19 says that after the shepherds came and when the shepherds were there telling how they heard the story and how they got there Joseph had an encounter with the angel Joseph stayed with Mary based on what the angel told him and Mary carried what she had based on the encounter that she had with the angel so now all of a sudden they're sitting there around the manger sitting there looking at the Messiah that they've been waiting on for a long time watching the Messiah looking at him saying this is the thing that we've been waiting for this is the one that the son has been given and the government is on his shoulder this is a wonderful counselor this is the mighty God this is the Prince of Peace this is the everlasting father he's right before us and the angel told us that it would be just like God said it would be but verse 19 says I'm trying to get to verse 19 but I just had a jaywalk up to it to let you know what was going on verse 19 says but Mary treasured these things in her heart what that meant was everybody else was rejoicing everybody else was excited but Mary pondered it and kept it in her heart what that means is because you waited and because she waited and because she carried what she was waiting for when it finally came the fulfillment that she had is that God did just what he said she didn't have a praise break she didn't run around the manger but she pondered it in her heart what that meant was she was fulfilled just knowing that he did just what he said he'd do I want to encourage you on this Christmas week I don't know who you are and I don't know where you are but I want you to be encouraged grab your heart hold yourself and say he's gonna come through he's gonna come through he's gonna do just what he said he's gonna do he's gonna be there for me just like he said he would that's what Mary did that's why she pondered in her heart I want you to high five three people in your living room and tell them he'll make it worth the wait he'll make it worth the wait you may cry but he'll make it worth the wait you may carry it but he'll make it worth the wait he might go through but he'll make it worth the wait I know you've been laid off but he'll make it worth the wait I know you've been going through but he'll make it worth the wait I know you've been burdened but he'll make it worth the wait I know people have left you but he'll make it worth the wait I know you miss your mama but he'll make it worth the wait I know you miss your daddy but he'll make it worth the wait I know you miss your finances but he'll make it worth the wait I know you almost went insane but he'll make it worth the wait weeping may endure for a night he'll make it worth the wait they that wait upon the Lord 
shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He'll make it worth the wait. He'll make it worth the wait. You may not be with your family this year, but you'll make it worth the wait. You may not be with your loved ones this season, but he'll make it worth the wait. You may not have the presence, but he'll give you himself. He's a prince of peace. He's a mighty God. Everlasting Father. Now behold the Lamb. Now behold the Lamb. The precious Lamb of God. Why you love me so? I never know. The precious. The precious. The precious. The precious. Oh, how precious is the name of Jesus. Precious Lamb. Mary's baby. Wheel in the middle of the wheel. Rock of ages. Clip for me. Let me hide myself in thee. What a friend you have in Jesus. All your sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege. What a privilege. What a privilege. What a privilege. What an honor it is to carry everything to God. Everything to God. He'll make it make sense. He'll make it make sense. He'll make it work the wait. Clap your hands. 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 All you people. Shout unto God. Shout unto God. With the voice of triumph. He'll make it worth the wait. Mary treasured all these things in her heart. Sometimes when God does it, you don't have to tell nobody. Because he'll make it worth the wait. He'll, everything you've been waiting on, he'll make it worth it. He'll make it worth it. He'll, he'll make it worth it. That's what Mary pondered. I believe that's why she pondered. Sometimes it's good to have a praise break. It is. Sometimes it's good to be excited. Sometimes it's good to sweat like I am. But sometimes it's good just to sit there and say, God did it. He did it. Thank you for coming where I was. The last thing I want to say to you is the weight will be worth the wait. The worth, the wait, will be worth the wait. The waiting, waiting, it'll be worth the wait. I know you're sitting there saying, I ain't gained a lot of weight. He'll make it worth the wait. 
You say, so I don't need a gym membership? No, I didn't say that. But he'll make it worth the wait. He'll make it worth it. I want to pray with you for everybody who's watching right now. Lift your hands where you are at your home. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and for my sisters who's been in a wait. And we just want to tell the truth. It's been a hard wait. We had foresight. With a foretelling, we were excited about what we knew you would do and how you were coming. But Lord, I got frustrated somewhere in there because you didn't come when I thought you would. But my heart is fulfilled because you did what you said you would do. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, thank you for being the Lamb of God. Thank you for visiting us. Father, I pray, Lord, that this week that someone would thank God for the baby who grew into a man, died on a tree, borrowed a tomb, got up that we might be saved. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the sovereign God. Help your people, encourage your people to not give up in the midst of the fight. Father, I honor you and I glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.